Well, Jilly, no reason to do a big, grand radio introduction. Podcast introduction, I guess, in this case. Everybody knows what it is. Sacramento Kings podcast. Damian Barling, Jill Adge, we're going post-game style since the Kings are playing so many games all in a row. We've got the press conference pulled in front of us. The Kings have now lost nine straight games, eight games under 500, and by far, Jill, the biggest offense of all of this, they gave up 140 oh freaking points to the New York Knicks, the worst offensive team in professional basketball. They scored 36 points over their season average and absolutely annihilated the yeah. Sacramento Kings. It- <laughs> and any player literally they had their way with whatever they wanted there was no from minute one yep all the way to the end like there was no and you would think that after nine games like maybe you'd go out and be too aggressive right like it's like where you see the opposite where you see guys like pushing it and maybe trying to be too aggressive and like but you don't even see that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where no. it's where I can live with that, where at least if I see guys like going out there and okay, you might be, you know, getting more fouls and doing something, but you're actually playing physical and aggressive. Like we're not even getting that. It's just one step after the other of the same thing. It It's mind boggling. It's infuriating. Like it's <laughs> absolutely infuriating quickly scored 25 points alec burke scored 24 points he did what vladi what vladi wanted when he traded for that guy and granted that burks has done that everywhere but in sack Mm -hmm. but that that's how it is right like anytime we actually where i thought that was actually a good move at the time because i thought burks was the better player right like that's this is how he plays for everybody else. We just didn't get to see it on the Kings. And I know a lot of fans were even kind of shocked on that. Like, oh, look, he made one more three than he did like the whole time um, he was here. But like, that's generally like, that's how the guy plays. And so again, it's infuriating seeing that, you know, against you where we never get to see it for us. But you get people like we've got to stop being mad at Alec Burks. We got to stop being mad at Marco yeah. Bellinelli. Like, are we are we starting to notice trend, notice a trend here, Jill? <laughs> like, there's a common denominator here when it comes to these players who, for some reason, can't perform in a Sacramento Kings jersey. They can perform before. <laughs> they can perform yeah. after, but something happens when they slip on that Sacramento Kings jersey, and all things go to hell. It, it, Thirty-eight points in the first quarter. 39 points in the second quarter and 39 points in the fourth quarter. Like, well, what, what's Luke Walton going to say? And we're, we're going to Luke Walton. Best believe that. And I'm a crap all over every damn things he says, unless he goes to the podium and says, we stink. We had no defensive effort. It doesn't matter that, that Hassan is in COVID protocol. He wasn't going to play anyways. It doesn't matter that Jabari Parker's in COVID protocol. He wasn't going to play anyways. We have the worst shooting two guard in the entire league, but I continue to start him. I won't make the move to Tyrese Halliburton. I won't make the move to Daquan Jeffries. And I continue to play Buddy Heald 30 minutes a game. Unless he says Jeffries that. had 19 minutes. The last two games, what was it, like 14 and 19? He's the most physical and, player and the he's the best. Def- he's like, <laughs> the best defensive player you have on the bench besides Halliburton and better than 
who he's not starting over. Right. I mean, and you give him 19 minutes, 14 and 19 during the middle of a nine game losing streak. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Even Gracie doesn't like Buddy Heald starting. Even Gracie nope. wants to see uh, Daquan Jeffries get out there. And, 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 and I feel bad. Harrison Barnes, 35 minutes. Darren Fox, 38 minutes. Hell, Buddy Heald, well, 30 minutes, nine points. Do, do, Bagley, in the midst of all of this crap over the last three games. 19. But he's but, but he's playing well. That's what I was going to say. But yeah, it's all in 23 minutes. Yeah. yeah what's, it, what's, what's it even matter? It doesn't even matter that he's playing well. No, but there's an issue when Bagley's playing 23 minutes and gets 19 points and Buddy's playing 30 and getting nine from your it, shooting man. guard. I don't get it. I don't know if he still, I, I don't like, I'm trying to think of what, like it could be at this point. Like, is he still struggling? He's never looked the same as since he's gone out last, last summer when he went out with COVID and he was Mm -hmm. gone. He is not, he's never looked, come back and looked like the same buddy healed. Mm -hmm. I legitimately don't know if that's a thing. Cause I've heard other players talk about it. I don't know. He has not, so I don't mm-hmm. want to put words in his mouth or anything. But genuinely, like he's he has not looked the same player since he's been out, and I don't know why. I don't want to de- I don't want to diminish your point in what you're saying because I haven't had it, I haven't experienced yeah, it. Yeah, uh, right. That's I, I I've read about it, and so I I don't want to diminish what you're saying at all. But I do want to say he's moving fine. He gets up and down the floor. I don't question his hustle. I don't question his movement. Yeah. I don't question the. I don't question any of that stuff. Hell, there was a stretch where he was shooting bad, but he was rebounding. He was being a playmaker. Most importantly, if you can rewind way back to the beginning of the season, he wasn't turning the ball over very much. Those, the, it, it feels like all that he's yeah. lost all of that stuff. Like now he's just searching to be good offensively and he can't. And he's not making cuts either. Like there was in the last two games, there were three separate plays where um, Barnes and Fox both were drifting to the basket and, and passing as they went, expecting him to be moving with him, like drifting mm-hmm. as well along the perimeter. And three turnovers the same exact way of, him standing there and the ball going where they're expecting him to move. And to me, I'm like, okay, if it's one guy doing that, like they're not on the same page, but it was, it was two separate players, three different times and two different games. Like if he's not, if he doesn't have the ball right now, he's, he's standing. We can't, that's one thing I love about Jeffries is that kid is always moving. He makes great cuts. Like, that's one of the frustrations I have with Buddy right now too. Is is he used to do that? I don't know why he's not doing that anymore either. If he's in his head and is yeah. with this slump, and so he's just not. I don't even want to say if he's not there mentally. I don't know, but he's not. You're not seeing him move like the same Buddy healed either. I it, 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 well, I think I I think it goes back to what I was saying a, a second ago in that. I think at first it felt like a slump or it felt like I'm trying to find my groove or it felt like I just, I haven't, I haven't settled into things yet. Now I think it's the realization of I'm having a bad season and I have to correct it. And I wanted to get out. (laughs) And that too. And like now, how am I going to get out? Like it's, it's what, it's what we've got to trade buddy healed. Okay, fine. I'm good with anybody who thinks like that, but let me answer. Let me, let me ask this question that I'm going to need you to answer. 
the hell is his value? What is the value for the literal? This isn't a figurative. This is a statistic. He is the worst starting two guard in the league. What is the Which value? Which is pretty mind-boggling. <laughs> the right? when- worst. He has the and- worst field goal percentage, and I think the fourth or fifth, and I'm sorry for not knowing it off the top of my head, worst three-point percentage in start- terms of uh, starting two guards in the league. What gets me is I don't even want to compare coaches either, but it blows my mind that he seemed to be the most effective in the co- with the coach that he wanted gone the most. Dude, right? Right. I, I mean, it, it's, it's, like, <laughs> I tweeted sarcastically, but yeah. seriously, like, what, what are we blaming? Like, what do we, who, 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 who's, who are we putting the blame on here? Is it Luke? Cause I'm not truthfully, I'm not mad at buddy. I'm not mad at buddy for having a bad stretch. I'm not having, I'm not mad at buddy for having a bad season. Yeah. I'm mad at Luke for not doing anything about it. Like, it's your responsibility yeah. to do something about it, whether it's Daquan, whether it's Tyrese, whether it's a permanent change, whether it's a, a, a short-term change. A partial is, change, right. It's your responsibility to do something, and you're not. I, my my feeling is right now is he's not even putting Buddy in a position to succeed because Buddy is just out there chasing his tail, trying yeah. to make a shot. Like, I, and and I and I said this, like, in good-natured, and anyone who watches the game, I, I, I hope you know what I mean. Mark and Doug give Buddy pep talks like live in the telecast. Like, oh, he's just got to he's got to see the ball go through the rim. Oh, he's got to get to the free throw line. He's got to penetrate to the basket. Like, they're talking about all of these things that Buddy has to do to get going, and it never works. Like, you'll see Buddy. What did he do uh, against Brooklyn? He hit two, two straight threes, and then he missed, like, his next six shots. And, like, nothing is working, and nobody is doing anything about it. It's like, oh, we're just going to march him out there. We're going to play him 30 minutes. And eventually, hell, you could you could pull up press conferences from earlier in the year. Eventually, the ball's going to go in. Eventually, he's gonna ball, the ball's going to go in. I should jump on this call right now. We've got it right in front of us. Hey, Luke, when the hell is eventually? Could you give us a date? Like, is eventually, like, all-star break? Like, trade deadline, second half of the 11 season? 11 losses, 12. <laughs> right, like, are we talking what? May? Do you have to lose to the Detroit Pistons first? Tell me uh, what you have to do here. Uh, Luke Walton just sat down. Let's hear what he has to say following this loss. You guys hear me? We hear you, Luke. Okay. Well, look, there's no stat sheet tonight because the, the stats don't really matter. And, you know, for, for us, that's a very frustrating um, way to come out and compete. And I, I, I know uh, and I'm very confident about how we get through this as we stick together and, um, and we find, uh, we fight and we find our way uh, back to the way we were playing before. Um, but it starts with the start of the game, being ready um, for a, 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 a high-level NBA competitive, uh, spirited game. And then that's our first step. And then from there, we can start to correct things. And I think that that's back-to-back games now where the other teams come out and pretty much scored 40 in the first quarter. And then we're fighting and scrapping and even things we do well. Uh, and when we do cut into a lead, it's it, it, we're, we pretty much have to play perfect from that point on. So we need to start with the start of the games 
and then we can continue to clean things up from there. Um, but a very frustrating uh, effort, effort uh, tonight. Um, uh, you know, so we got Detroit tomorrow, uh, and and our we our, our our play must be much better, or we'll we'll just be looking at the same thing again tomorrow night after the game. James Ham. Get him, James. Luke, we, we see video of you punching a clipboard in that game. Um, are, is this about as frustrated as you have been uh, in your time with the Kings and just in coaching in general? Um, no, I mean, look, I'm, I'm frustrated. We all should be frustrated. Uh, I, I don't know if I can say it's the most frustrated I've been. Um, you know, there's things when we make the same – as a coach, there's only – you know, what you can do – you put a plan together and you work on things and you communicate those things. So, um, you know, the frustration comes out at times because you're not out there. You can't hit people. You can't run up and down and get it out. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, look, I was frustrated tonight and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I believe in our team. I, I know that when our group is playing well, we, we are much better than we, we showed tonight. Um, but I also know that if if we don't play with a certain type of not just physical effort, but mental effort at this level, then it's going to be hard to win games. And we've proven we can, you know, do it be much better than we've, we've done lately. And that, you know, that's where it gets frustrating. So, um, again, getting, you know, that that's the problem. That's where we're at. We, how do we live in the solution? How do we get better? And that's by, uh, you know, diving in, working hard, sticking together, uh, and, and and then coming out and executing better. Sean Cunningham. Hey, Luca. Harrison was just talking about, you know, a vet in this league who's talking about, you know, guys having you know, touching on the, the mental aspect like you talked about, you know, the basketball IQ. Um, how challenging is that to overcome in the midst of a losing streak when things maybe start to compound for you guys? Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging because it's, um, I, you know, I think it's sometimes it's not that we're not playing hard, but it's, we, we make it hard on ourselves by some of the mistakes we're making and, you know, your natural reaction when times are tough is to, to, to go faster and push harder. Um, but there's a balance between doing that and then, staying level-headed enough to execute what's trying to be accomplished uh, uh mainly on on the defensive end so uh you know that's that's one of the challenges uh, that we face is 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 finding that that balance and uh you know right now obviously we're not we're not doing a great job of that he does sound uh, jason jones as flusters as, as, as i've ever heard him Hey, Luke, uh, you talked about the, the starts of the game and having to start better. Is it even feasible to ch look at changing the, the starting lineup on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, or do you just have to get through Detroit, get back home, and start to reevaluate those things? Yeah, we're, we're always evaluating. Um, I, I, I don't have an answer for you right now. Uh, I'll have one for you tomorrow. Um, right now I need to, uh, you know, see what she see what I think is best for the team so um uh, I'll have an answer for you tomorrow on that Jason might be the first Jason time you didn't Ames. say no yeah it, absolutely absolutely 
Hi, Luke. Um, you know, we know how the, the business is in terms of, you know, just coaches and job security. Are you, are you, are you concerned right now? Have you received any assurances that, you know, that, that you'll have the rest of the season to, to try to work it out with this group? And then also on the, the basketball IQ stuff, um, we've heard these same things since Dave Yeager was in Sacramento and, and with a lot of the same players. And so, how, you know, there's, do we just need, you know, do, does this team just need to, to overhaul the roster and find guys who are more defensive minded, higher basketball IQ, or can this group figure it out in your opinion? No, we, we can figure it out. We can figure it out. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'm not out here saying anyone, uh, individually, uh, I'm saying as a group, we have to be, uh, we have to be uh, we have to be better at executing game plans. And no, I'm uh, look. I'm I'm in I'm I'm in it uh, with this team, and I'm in it with this front office. And we're you know our, our only goal is getting better and improving the group we have, developing our young players while competing and trying to win uh at a high level so uh that's that's where my mind my time and my energy is put into we'll keep one more Maybe. sorry we'll go to tony harvey oh no i mean I, I i love tony but sometimes his questions are in the vicinity of 25 yeah. minutes long so, uh, so Barnes that, asked, did you see the Barnes quote he gave though i, didn't. I loved it i didn't okay what if we said what were the type of guys that we noticed that Monty went after in the sign and trade and every player he took in the draft this year? What was one consistent piece that they all had? High IQ. High basketball IQ. Mm -hmm. Here was Barnes's quote today. Mm -hmm. Harrison Barnes said, poor defense and not executing a game plan is less to do with effort and more based on basketball IQ with this Kings team. Mm -hmm. Dead on. Mm -hmm. Someone finally said it. We've been saying it. And I mean, I know Luke doesn't want to say it because he doesn't, you know what I mean? As a coach, sure. I know you don't want to lose. Yep. You don't want to lose your team. I get it. You're right. Mm -hmm. But Barnes, as a leader on that team, he's not missing words. And <laughs> as much as you don't like to say it about players, it's fact. And we've been saying it about certain players for years. That yes, they're really good at one certain thing. But every other part of their game falls off. And so if that player is not executing at that elite level that they're really good at, it's very hard to get them to execute at the other pieces of the game. And you can see it in multiple what we talked about it earlier, right? Thinking that someone's going to be moving with you, just drifting with you, right? During plays and things like that. It's it's not there when it comes to defense on switches, basic communication, learning how to read the help, the help, the helper, you know, where to stand, things like that. How, how to read it. Like where Halliburton is his IQ on the bat on the defensive end is, is there. And you see it in the jump passes and how, where he stands to, to um, get guys right. To make those passes that he knows he can steal. Um, those are the kind of guys that Monty was targeting that we noticed he was targeting. And for a long time, it's been efficient, less than efficient with this team. And, and Barnes called it out tonight. And I mean, he said it, but again, until 
until that stuff resolves itself, I have a hard time thinking that anything and will change again consistently. Like we said, you have the good stretches, but it doesn't last for a consistent period because they don't have that to fall back on, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I that's it and that's that's the that's the interesting dynamic of teams because I I go back to to win games. You 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 can't, you I, know, we we're playing guys heavy minutes that you know if it's only about development then that's that's not uh you know that's not totally fair to them. So uh, we are, you know, we're out there trying to to, to uh, win now because we, we, we have. I, I just, I, I, I felt, I, I saw he was, he was talking. I wanted to. Yeah, well, because you get that but from fans, right? But as a coach and as a you player, you're that. never not trying right. to win, right? Like right. that's that's just how, yes, unless the front office trades everybody away and that's your only option as a coach, that's when you're going to go there. But you're not just going to cut it out mid-season when you still have those other players around you and you don't want wasted years, right? Mm-hmm. And he I mean, has to win games. His job is to win it, games. Right. His yes. job isn't to execute Monty's vision for five years right. from now. Yeah. His job is to win games right now because if he doesn't, he's not going to be a part of this team five years from now or however many years from now or how many months from now or Jesus almighty, however many days to be a fly now. on the wall of those conversations. Jill. Finish this sentence. If the Sacramento Kings lose to the Pistons tomorrow night, do you think it happens? I'm not convinced anything happens at this yeah, point. That's, that's, I'm, if it hasn't happened already after nine, like to me, what's 10? I mean, I, I, I you get don't home, You can fire him in Sacramento. Know, like, I, I don't know. You're right. Like, I understand. I, it, I, I could see a trade happening before maybe uh, a coaching change, but I, again, I don't know because to me, again, if you didn't make the coaching change over the off season, I don't see what making it during the season does. Yeah. Like I, 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 unless ownership forces it, I, I, I just don't, I don't know what putting Gentry in there necessarily does, unless unless maybe the players go say something. I and I don't. I, I, get, I don't. I don't think we're there. I, I don't think that's the situation. But it, that's a. I mean, great we've seen worse worse seasons from teams, you know, right? That did not fire a coach. So it's not like this would be like the first time in history that a coach rode out no. the rest of the season losing. No, you're right, but also we don't. Not we, but this team is different. Yeah, I, well, but I <laughs> don't believe <laughs> I don't believe Luke Walton is Monty McNair's coach next year. I, so, which is why I could just see it happening in the off season too, though. For that, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is. I guess we'll save this for the next. You know, Jill adds. We, but you know what? But spotlight. the problem. But the problem is, is I've seen this a lot too. Is you don't want to make the move because we've had the history of making the move. But it's like this is the first time that it would actually be earned compared to Hell, the others, right? Follow like, Minnesota's blueprint. When, like pass Luke Walton. Go hire David Vanderpool right now. I've seen that. I don't too. know. Yeah. I don't know where he ranks on the Jill Edge future Kings oh, coaches he's top. list. He's top. He's top. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then go do he's it now. There. He's up there. Yeah. What are you going to do if somebody messes around and fires the fires and someone and goes and gets a him? lot about a coach when you have you saw players from almost oh, every team 
mad about that one that he did not get a shot. The his own team and players from consistent teams. There were a lot that of people says a lot about like, you. Oh, really? Okay. Like, all right. I mean, David Vanderpool is that guy. Like he in, yeah. in in coaching circles, like he is he is that guy. But I, I want to go back to something, and, and you led into it really well. I want to go back to something that Luke Walton was saying at the beginning of that press conference because I feel like it's something that he says regularly, but I but but today it felt like it was something he was really, really sitting on. He kept saying, we've got to stay together. We've got to stay in this together. Who do you think he's talking to in this situation? Like, is he talking to the players? Is he talking to himself? Is he talking to the fans? Is he talking to detractors? Like, Because to me, he was so deliberate in what he was saying. I feel like he's talking to his locker room. Yes and no, but he kind of, like post-game, he says a lot of generalized kind of quotes too, right? That it's he like does. The, the, the fireside chat of, or or like the the team leadership, you know, seminar that you're going to. But yeah. I, I do think that he is specifically saying that, guys, we've lost nine in a row. I know it's easy to start just eating each other, right? Like alive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's not going to, but doing that is not going to break. It's not going to lead to a win, right? Yeah. Like go, start, start attacking each other. That's not going to lead to a win at all yeah. either. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's still, you gotta, you gotta band together and, and do what you're going to do. But, but the fact that they can't break a nine, <laughs> nine game streak is just, oh, that's the uh, longest now in, in, in two years for sure. Is it the longest in three years? No, um, Cause they lost someone- eight last year. Yeah, I don't, was it 12? Someone mentioned it today that, I don't know if it was the longest streak was back in 2009 when we only won 17 games. Mm-hmm. And that was the one where uh, Blake Griffin would have been the, was the number one. And yeah. the Kings yeah, were the, the worst four. team and we ended yeah. up with the number four pick. Like, that's our luck, right? Like, yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, um, whether that would have changed anything or not, I I don't know. But, um. At least Blake's I know that was the last season that I saw someone point back to, and I don't know if it was twelve losses or somewhere mm. between nine and, and nine and twelve, but it's bad. I mean, it's. But the fact that you can even pull three different years, <laughs> there were nine losses in a row, is pretty. And that's <laughs> not all... impressive, but bad. <laughs> I looked back, and this one, th- this one is different than last year's. Like, that's where we are as Kings fans. We're comparing lengthy losing streaks to one another. We pulled up last year's on the show today, and it was bad. And I remember the feeling last year thinking, this team is never going to win. You know, Christina Warner tweeted, this team's never going to win another basket, another another game again. And she's as positive as you're going to get. Right? It was like, wow, the Kings broke Christina. All right, damn. But last year, I remember, like, I legitimately was like, this team's never winning a game. Like, they were losing by 20, 20 plus, 15 plus. And I didn't feel that way headed into tonight's game. But I did say that I was concerned about tonight's game because I thought Thibs had more tape. I thought they had more things that they needed to correct after 
that game. And we were talking about, I, I'm guessing the Knicks feel like they thought the last game against each other slipped away from them. They had it. Like, they were there working. The Kings pulled away late. And now this was a completely different game. This wasn't even remotely close to the same type of game as they scored. Like, what was what was the last one? 104 to 96 or something like that? And this one's yeah. 140 to 120. I, someone's at the podium. I have no idea who. I think it's Tyrese, but it I'm could sure be. Sean hey, Darren. Um, you literally can't can't see him like his eyes are I'm like he is completely covered up but um just is this about as frustrated as you guys have been uh all season uh yeah i mean to a team that plays you know a little bit slower and um i mean they were i think like a three quarters of the way to, to what they averaged um in the first half so uh defensively you know we we didn't take any steps tonight any steps forward at least uh, Jason Jones. He sounds. Aaron, just what's defeated? What do you see going on to where we're still you're, st- you're still hearing guys talk about not executing the game plan, not knowing the game, you know, game plan. What's the disconnect that you see on the court when when that happens? Uh, it just shows when um, all five guys aren't on a string. You know, it's, it's pretty much hard to to win games, much less you know. I mean, to to defend, much less win games. So. Um, if everybody's not connected and, you know, mm. thinking the same, then, you know, you won't really win games in this league. James a lot of talk about chemistry tonight. Yeah, De'Aaron, kind of on that same vein, um, it seems like sometimes you guys are running specific defensive sets and not everyone is running the same set. It looks like there's a complete disconnect. Do you feel that when you're on the court, that there are just guys who aren't doing what they should be doing on every single play? Um, I mean, I would say at times, uh, most of the time, um, I think guys know what to do. It's, for us, it's just making sure you're doing it at all, at all times. And uh, that's when we talk about, you know, being able to be locked in, you know, for the full 48 minutes or as much of that as possible. And uh, we haven't been able to do that yet. Sean Cunningham? This team is beat up, Jill. Darren, you know, Harrison had been talking about uh, – just kind of the basketball IQ level on this team. And when it comes to executing the game plan, how that seems to be the biggest pitfall for you guys. Um, Is that, I know it's challenging to overcome, but how do you keep it from compounding during a streak like this? I mean, you just got to hope everybody's locked in. I mean, at this point, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to teach the game. Uh, Everybody should be able to, you know, think the game and whatever the game plan is, we, we go execute it. If, if it doesn't work, then you we can't it up teach next the time. game. But uh, we have to be able to go out there and try to execute the game plan to put ourselves in, in, in the best position to win. But uh, right now we're not, you know, even getting to step one yet. Hmm. We'll start right, with it are there any other questions for Fox? Or not. Jason Jones. Yeah, De'Aaron, I know you uh, looking back even earlier this month, are you you have any idea wh- how it went from where you guys were back on February 7th to go so far back to where it might even be look sometimes it looks worse than it was in that stretch in January? Um, not at all. You know, um after I think it was Philly, the Philly loss, I believe. Uh it's kind of just gone down and I can't really point out anything specifically that just changed, you know, and we all of a sudden, you know, weren't winning anymore, but 
uh, whatever it is, we, we got to try to get back on track. James Sam. Dear Luke was just here and, you know, kind of took a beating uh, and he's taken a, a beating like on social media as well. Is, is there something that you guys are seeing that just isn't working with, you know, sort of the trickle down from the coaching staff to you guys, or do you really feel like most of what's happening right now is on the players or on the coach? Where do you have it? I mean, I think it's on us who are on the court, you know, like you said, um, we have to be out there and we have to be able to go out there and execute the game plan. And there are times where, you know, there are just too many lapses and I don't think that's, that has anything to do with coaching, you know, that or effort or giving up offense rebounds. Like, you know, we're going to go back to, you know, middle school stuff and practice boxing out. Like there's, there's nothing that, you know, Luke or, or, or Rico or anybody on the coaching staff can do about that. That, that has to be, that has to be us. Hey, Jason Anderson. Yeah, Fox, I guess I'll just ask you that. How how do you do that? What is it, it going to take for this team to, to get to that place? Uh, you just go out there and do, you go out there and do it. You no, know, he's, wanna... not, he's not saying anything anymore. You can't teach basketball. That got your – you can't teach the game. That got your attention. <laughs> there's I, a lot of I talk about – I mean – Yeah, there's a lot of talk about chemistry. There's Five a lot of guys talk... are not on the same string, and you can't teach the game. Mm. <laughs> I mean – Mm. Wow. Mm. Brutal, yeah. but honest. I mean, it's, we've been seeing it. There were it. no cookie cutter they're, answers They're tonight. saying it. I mean, yeah. and really after nine losses, I, I don't blame them. If, yeah, I mean. If, if, if you're out there and yes, he, they're, they're going to make some turnovers, right? Like I put that out there and someone just said, oh, Fox is the dumbest. Fox is one of the dumbest. I, hard disagree there. Right. Yeah. Like that's. There's a difference between making some bad turnovers and not understanding and not having a a good grasp of basketball IQ. Like, right? I mean, him throwing a bad lob pass or, you know, like, come on. That's Fox, to me, is one of the least of the worries out of anything with this team um, when it comes to IQ and things like that. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're – that Clippers game was February 7th. It's the last time they won a game. Yeah, he said what the last time, and we all felt it. The last time, I mean, where we called, as much as I hate moral victories, I called that Philadelphia yeah. game a moral victory. It's I yeah. that Philadelphia is a better team, and Kings showed up, and they and played they fought. them. And, yeah, I mean, it, and they have not showed up it. since then, right? Yep. And, and I can well, live with those losses, right? Like where these nine – you're not seeing, except you saw it a little bit more last game, but you're not, I mean, you're See, not seeing it, but that, but that's when this team has a, a tendency of, of showing up to the competition. Right. I mean, that's, but we've but said no, that forever. The Nick one, the Knicks are better than the Kings. Like the, yeah. I, no matter what people think, the Knicks are better than the Kings. The, the, the Knicks have a clear direction with Tom Thibodeau as their head coach. If you have the number one defense in the league, you're better than the right. King. Right? right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And credit to Tibbs for that. Like he took these basically but, the same roster and turned them into the number one defense. And one of the reasons I was agitated with Luke following the Brooklyn game was because a lot of people are echoing the sentiment that you just said in that, okay, we saw everybody together. We saw Harrison back. We saw Rashawn back. Okay. Marvin was back, Buddy was there. De'Aaron was there. Tyrese was there. The players that we know, they, they, they were all there. 
Brooklyn is not they're the they're they're El Matador on defense. Like they don't they don't care what you're doing. Like the, the, the like they're they don't care what you do offensively. They're just going to outscore you. So what do we really take away from a game like that? Now, this is a weird game in the sense that we saw the Knicks score 140, which is stunning. But I guarantee you that group of players is getting their asses cussed out for allowing the Sacramento Kings to score 120. Oh, 100%. 100%. So it's like, okay, w- w- what exactly did we see in the Brooklyn game? Because I'm going to argue we didn't, we didn't see anything. We got nothing. Yeah. And I think today exemplified that. And, man, they got the Pistons tomorrow. And the Pistons got single-digit wins. They are terrible. And they have more, I mean, we want to blame injuries, right, and all this other stuff that, or I wouldn't say we, right, but that's the narrative out there is injuries, right? Detroit has that anthem, right? They've had COVID. They've had, they're on their, what, fourth point guard right now. They're they're on their traded point guard they had to get because two of their point guards are down. And their two-way rookie, mm-hmm. who who is really killing it right now. And so I'm dying to see how... Stephen Lee does against this team because the last three games he's been, he's been taking teams to task. So our, um, we're going to have Dennis Smith jr. Who couldn't make it on the Knicks. Right. And we're going to have a two way, um, a two way second round pick point guard. Um, And yeah, but yeah. Okay. But Denver, right. But I mean, uh, Detroit is a team that plays, to their opponents as well. Like they, when it's assumed that they're going to lose a game, those are the games that they've actually come out and somehow showed up and, and won. So um, I, I'm not for anyone that's counting. I, there probably might be people out there counting it as a win because they have single digit wins, but we have what two, three more wins than a single digit win. So we really don't have room to talk over that either. And I 12. I, I think that's three more. I mean, what is? You might have three or four more wins than they do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what I was just about to say. Like, I don't know. For I think I, they're at I, seven or they seven or eight. I thought they were at eight, but uh, everything on my screen. So I know they just so. had another win where it was like, what the hell? Like, what the hell are you doing, winning? <laughs> Detroit, no, dude, they're nine and twenty-three. That was the extra win that okay. you're talking about. There's so, three games better three. than the Kings. Or, or the Kings are three games better than them. Right. Excuse me. They're so, 9 and 23. No, it's, yeah. We don't have room to talk. No. They have won a lot more recently than the Sacramento Kings have. Um, with, oh. like I said, with more injuries. With more injuries. Man. We have to stop making excuses for yeah. fi- We have found India as an excuse. We have that was found funny. injuries. That, that legit we made ha- me laugh. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a new excuse yep. every time. Yep. Yeah, we've had 27 years of under 500 basketball and used every excuse in the book. Yep. If, the, if there's an excuse we have not like that, we haven't heard. I would love to hear it at this point. We've used them all. We have used them all. Um, and I'd love to be positive, but like it's super hard to find anything positive at this point, can- right now, which is really sad. You can find positives in losing. You can find positive in losing games. You can find positives in losing streaks. There's just, there's no, there's no positives here. There's, there's nothing to, uh, like, I'm still happy with Halliburton's play. I still like Jeffries when he does get mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. I mean, 
I'd like to see more than 19 and 14. I hope um, Luke does it, man. I hope he pulls the trigger tomorrow. I, I or, or today, whenever you're listening to this, I hope we see a a different starting lineup tomorrow. And you know, this was the first time he he wavered. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, which I mean, leads which me to me believe says by something. The way, so unless someone tells him not to and he listens, that's at it. That, like yep. he's been pretty hardcore in yep. saying like he's no. doing it. Yeah, I think you're you're you're, so, you're, you're right. Yeah, I and think, punching I think and it. punching. You know his. He's bored. <laughs> he, yeah, he's right. not going to start thinking about making that change now. He's been thinking about it for whatever reason. He decided to not do it and whether it was injuries and it, like, it's fine. I go back to the New York game, not the one they just got blown up in go to the earlier new game. Okay. Remember, yeah, remember the conversation. Are you going to make a change in the starting lineup? And um, we're, we're evaluating everything. You know, we're, we're, we're looking into it. They beat the Knicks. He's asked the same question that night. Wow, we just won. I know we're not going to make any changes. Oh, well, you won one game and you're not going to make any changes. Okay, well, now you've lost nine. Let's see what they wind up doing. Hey, even even last game, it was, no, we're going to give it extended, right? An extended run with these guys back yep. now healthy. Yep. And, and today, but that's the thing. At one point where you talk about accountability, right? Yep. And, mm-hmm. and that stuff. Nine in a row, at what point are guys going to be held accountable? Because that's part of building a culture as well, guys being held accountable. And I know that's a slippery slope and you have to, as a coach, figure out how you're working that. But at what point are guys going to be held accountable for? Because we've seen younger guys being pulled out, Mm -hmm. no questions asked when they make mistakes. (gasps) Yep. So, oh my, there goes the dog. So we're what, at the forty you know, minute mark. Gracie's done with us. <laughs> She's about had it. So, oh, there goes the other one. So it's like, what you know? At some point, what when do you hold the vets accountable yeah. as well? Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Sorry, it's not under more fun and exciting circumstances, but we appreciate you allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. I hope you'll check out D'Lo and Casey uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday, because that's a weekday after all. I'm pretty sharp tonight. Uh, 12 to 4 p.m. on ESPN 1320, on YouTube, on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320, and on your radio.com app. I hope you will follow Jill at Jill Edge, and we hope that you'll continue uh, to tune in with us uh, each and every single week. (laughs) I'm looking, and I'm scared to see. I'm looking at what's trending in the Sacramento area. Luke Walton Mm -hmm. is trending. Chris Webber is trending. I feel like that Chris Webber knee injury uh, as an excuse may have gone a little viral. That's what I'm afraid of. That's what I got. That was a joke, people. Oh, Oh, dear. Did it really? Oh, no. I didn't even see it. Oh, no, no, no. No, him and Marv. Him and Marv are on the call. Okay. That's all you need to know. Him and Marv are on the call. Well, that's not surprising then. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. It's it, it. God bless Chris Weber. If he's trending, it's never for anything good, man. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, have a fantastic night. Have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully, the next time we're talking, uh, the Kings have gotten themselves a victory. Uh, I'm Damian Barling. She's Joe Edge. We'll see you next time here on the Sacramento Kings podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.